welcome back to yet another week in the wraps. Um, I played around with recording after school every single day, but um, it sounds just like crazy re-listening to it. Like I'm frantic, disorganized, like I'm losing my mind, um, mostly because I am. Um, (laughs) So I feel like Sundays are good. Like right now it's almost 11.30 on a Sunday night. I feel like it's kind of like a good way to wrap up the week and do a little bit of a brain dump before I jump back in tomorrow, especially because I'm feeling like really anxious about going into tomorrow. Um, mainly because of what happened last week. So, um, Yes, I I need to do this on Sundays when, you know, when I get home after I've had time to think, remember, reflect, have a little time to like recover and like heal from all the shit that went on during the week. So like here we are and um, yeah, I guess we'll start with Monday. It started off like any other Monday, a beautiful Monday in the classroom, filled with the sounds of joy, children's laughter, and I am totally fucking kidding because that is not what happens at all in my life. Um, yeah, Monday fucking sucked of last week. Like, okay, to start off, first and foremost, like, I get my kids out of their cars in the morning if their parents drop them off or if they get a you know, special ride to school. We get them out of their cars. So I don't know what the fuck this man's problem is, but I went to check cars and I was like looking in the car in front of this one particular car that happens to have one of my students in because I wanted to make sure that another one of my students was not in that car. Um, So as I'm checking that car, this man my student's uncle just slams on his horn and is just like beep, beep, beep. And I look up cause it's like fucking first thing in the morning and I'm not awake yet. And I'm like, okay, what? And he's just like pointing to the back seat of his car. It's like, sir, I know your child is here. I know this. There are you know, X amount of other students that I am in charge of safely getting inside. Like, I didn't say this to him. Like what I said was I opened the back door of his car and I was just like, sir, I am right here. I'm right here. You need to be patient and respectful. And this is not the first time he's done something like this. Like he's yelled at me before for not bringing his student out like quickly. And I can't bring him out quickly because my priority is safely and kindly. So, um, that's the only way I will do it. So whatever. Um, anyway, it started off that way, but then like I have another student that I had just have to walk on eggshells around like complete eggshells. And he arrived, my stomach just like, I could feel it move from the base of, well, it shouldn't really have ever been in the base of my neck, but like, I could feel just a drop from the base of my neck, like to the bottom of my belly button. And I just know from that point forward that A, I can't move freely around the classroom because I have to guard the door at all times. And 
um, B. And also, um, it's, you're not supposed to like guard the door, but if I don't, and I've been asked to, you know, keep him inside the building and inside my classroom, because if I don't, he will hurt himself. So just clear that up. Um, but he arrived and my stomach's like in my, you know, feet and, um, my best friend works in the classroom next door and he had a parent, uh, two parents and their daughter come in to tour his classroom because they were considering, you know, enrolling her in the school. Actually, I think they had already decided to or something like that. Anyway, he found out he had a new student at that moment and he had opened the door to, you know, be like, Hey, and this is my friend's classroom and whatever. And, um, as they opened the door, that student of mine who I really struggle to keep safe, um, had, put himself in our classroom closet and refused to come out. Like we had the door open, of course, with a dividing wall around him so that, you know, he felt safe, but also we could keep eyes on him at all times. And, um, you know, just not a great look having a child sitting in the closet where there's like U-Haul boxes and a vacuum cleaner, like not great. Um, and then, you know, they left and I'm still kind of like on eggshells. We all are as we always are in that classroom. And, um, everyone goes to lunch and I notice that the student has something in his mouth. So I say, uh Oh, not safe. Let's spit it out. And he spits out the, the whatever he had in his mouth in the trash and just kind of turns to me. His eyes get really big and it's like, you stole it. And, um, comes after me basically. And luckily the people who work in the classroom next door, who are also my friends, um, you know, kind of heard a commotion and they opened the door and saw that he was like coming at me. So they helped and intervened and, um, you know, kind of got him off of me. But after that point, it was just, it was just mayhem. It was just ridiculous. It was, um, I, it was complete chaos. I, it was traumatic it, for everybody, but mostly for the child, I think. And like, it was like, when I say all this, like, I'm not talking about like, oh my God, he had a temper tantrum. Like I'm talking like this child, like it, it like seeming to, okay. I'm just going to be like, whatever. I don't care. Um, like it is my belief that this child has something severe going on that needs treatment and maybe residential. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I have no business making that kind of statement or determination or whatever, but like, um, like I kind of feel like there's something else going on. Um, but I don't know cause I'm not an expert, but like, he just is like talking to people that aren't there. And I mean, he ripped our smart board off the wall, kind of like it was, um, like, projecting all over the place, like wasn't projecting straight forward anymore and, um, tilted and, um, broke a laptop, tore cords out of the wall, the phone, the fire extinguisher was off the wall, desks. He was throwing chairs at us, jumping up on tablets, jumping off, throwing chairs, jumping back on again. It was just, um, really, intense like the whole time and it didn't stop 
um, for a long, long, long time. I think it was four hours total that we were in there and it didn't stop. It was just forever. Um, and that was exhausting, like super, super, super exhausting. And what's more exhausting is that just, I feel like I've just been like tirelessly trying to get help for this family and no one seems to understand how, um, damaging it is to endure that amount of exposure to, um, like when I was at, like, like, da- like it emotionally hurtful to you to, to see a child in distress for that long, especially being someone who's incredibly, um, empathetic and, um, like it's just, and it's loud and it's incredibly reactive. And the other piece of it that is, um, that, that is very difficult, um, a, a hard aspect of it is that in, in this situation, he's like reacting to stuff that's not there. I can't see it. So he's coming at me. I don't know what he's seeing and I don't know what's going on on his end, but I know what's going on on my end. And like, I'm being attacked and I'm being hurt. And like, there's a lot of emotions that come along with that. Like I'm confused. I'm sad. I'm scared. I'm frustrated. I'm exhausted, you know? And when he snaps out of it, it's just like, he forgets that it happened. And he's just like, Oh, hello. I love you. And I'm like, I have no chance to process or let go of those emotions before I have to be happy again with him because he's, I don't think he recalls what had really happened. I, I just don't know. I need like help with it, but I can't get help with it. I I don't know how to get help with it. I've had like a psychiatrist come down to my room. I've, I, I just don't know what else to do. I'm at the complete end of my rope and I've tried everything, everything. And it seems that every time that like I try things, um, either like something gets twisted and turned around or misconstrued or, um, like the rules change or I'm unaware of something or like, I don't know, like it just never, it never happens. And then these kids just age and continue through school until they end up in the system because they never got help. So yeah, that fucking sucked. But, um, Monday was hard. Um, Tuesday was also weird as Well, okay. Like, I'm pretty sure at this point, the universe is just like screaming at me to get out of this place. Like, like what other signs do I need to tell you, Lindsay, to get out of this place before things get worse? Like, I really feel like that's happening. We've had like an, like a random wave of car break-ins happen at our school. I don't remember how many, but it was like more than three, I think. And um, I think it happened more than once. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't even think I was there that day. No, yeah, I took the day off that day. Um, so there's that. And then on Tuesday, I was teaching one of my students in the room that I um, have attached to my classroom. And I that used to be my best friend slash co-worker's room. We swapped rooms specifically to accommodate for my difficult students so that we he would have like a crash room and a place to go if things got really bad and he needed just some air or space away from kids or if we needed to evacuate the class. So um, 
what was I talking about? Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, I was teaching a kid in that room and this room has had the stuff in it that's in there for like longer than I've worked there. And I've worked there for like 10 years. So this whiteboard that's been on that wall in that room has been there for like over 10 years, right? I'm sitting there working with this kid and he's sitting at his desk and his laptop is open and he's sitting, you know, normal distance away from his computer. And you would know if you work on a computer pretty regularly or not at all, you just know because computers are a regular part of life, whatever. I don't know why I'm telling you that, you know, that you're not very far away from your screen, your head anyway. Um, and I turned around to look at another student really quickly and I heard this loud bang. Oh my God. And I turned around and the laptop was like flattened on the table, not flattened shut. It was flattened like the whiteboard had caught the top of the laptop screen and like completely flattened it like a piece of paper on the table. And my student was like sitting there untouched. That whiteboard is probably like at least 50 pounds, um, at least. And this child is teeny tiny. I mean, and it barely missed him. And that thing, has never left that wall. What? And no one touched it. Nobody touched it. That um, other student wasn't even there that day. So there wasn't any like chaos going on. Like I do not know. I just don't know. Um, it was weird. And like, I feel like other stuff happened too. And I'm just forgetting, but like, I just feel lately like I'm living on a different um, plane than everyone else, I guess. Like most of my days I walk out of and I'm like, what the fuck was that? What just happened? Did I really like live that? Like what? I mean, also a good reason why I can't come home every day and like record what happened and have it sound normal is because... I need like a good three hours to even just like process what happened during my day. At this point, looking back on last Monday, it feels like forever ago. And I feel like there's a shit ton of details that I'm like leaving out that really did happen and were driving me crazy. But I will tell you that on top of leaving every day and feeling like I have no idea what just happened. Like that makes you feel crazy enough. But on top of that, I feel like, like no one is listening to me and no one hears me and like stupid little things that I feel like people should like see and acknowledge, like aren't being seen and acknowledged. Like I tried to get, this kid some help and his mom reached out to me and just asked for this specific favor and I like asked that's all I can really do right is like I find the resources and I do what I know how to do when I ask the people who I know how to ask like and I did that and I got treated like shit like got basically 
blamed for something. I don't know. Like they treated me when I asked this question about getting this kid some support. I was treated like I asked some super out of the, out of, out of this universe, like unacceptable, insulting thing. And I'm like, I don't understand. Like I sincerely, like maybe there is something about it that I truly don't know. Like maybe there's information that like I'm not aware of, but like, then don't treat me like shit. Just tell me. And I'm fine with it. Just talk to me. Like I'm not, I don't understand. So tell me. (laughs) So there's that, like, and it was like this big thing too. And just made me feel crappy. And it's kind of been like the theme this year where like I ask for help and in turn I get like targeted. Um, and I guess that's kind of been that way all my teaching career, but this year specifically, because like, I'm not asking for help with my like instruction. I'm not asking for help with my lesson planning or, or anything like that, or my organization or classroom management or whatever. I'm not, I'm asking for like advice as to how to keep a kid safe when he, I think has something going on that I'm not entirely aware of, um, or have enough experience to know how to deal with. That's all like, and like, Yeah. Speaking of, oh my God, speaking of gaslighting, um, this is like a prime fucking example. Holy shit. Okay. So on, uh, I think it was yesterday. This happened actually. Yeah. Saturday. Um, I came home and I heard yelling outside my house. And so I looked out and I live up high. Um, and there's like an alley in between me and the building next to me. Um, and there was like yelling. So I went and I looked over the balcony and there was this dude in all black, um, like leather and had a backpack. And he was like yelling, fuck you, Megan, blah, 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 all this stuff. And this woman disappeared. What I thought was into the building next to us, but, um, maybe I was mistaken, but I, was watching dude. He walked back to this motorcycle and was trying to steal it. I think like he sat on it. He was messing with it for a little bit. It wouldn't start. He crawled up under it and was messing with it. Then he walked over to the dumpster and found something out of the dumpster, walked back over to the motorcycle and, um, crawled back up under the motorcycle. So I'm pretty sure he's trying to steal it. Right? Like I'm not an idiot in thinking that. No. Okay, cool. Great. Awesome. Great. Glad we got that cleared up anyway. So he's doing all that. And I'm like looking over the balcony and kind of like yelling at him. Cause like, I would hope that someone would defend my property if they saw it being fucked with. So I did. And, um, also I felt safe doing so. Cause I was way higher up than him and there's no way he could have gotten to me. So whatever. Um, he didn't even like respond. He didn't even look up. So something's up there. But he, after that, he walked over to the porta potty and broke into it. And when he opened the door, there was a woman inside. And both of them eventually came out and then sat on the 
ground and proceeded to do drugs. And by the way, I called 911 and, oh my God, wait, I list. Okay. I called 911 and reported an attempted hijacking, which was the second one of those calls I had made in that day. Weird, weird day for some weird reason. I don't know why that happened. Um, I never called 911 and I don't know. It ended up having, happening three times that day. But anyway, I called to report an attempted hijacking and they said that other people had called and whatever. So I just kept watching and eventually dude put rubber bands around his arms, shot something into his arm and passed out. And I watched the whole thing happen. I'm not, I'm not crazy. I watched this happen. He passed out there. The girl with him was like holding his head up, like in between her hands and eventually was like fanning him. She took his shirt off. I think he was getting like really hot um, and she was like trying to put water in his mouth. She was trying to wake him up. Um, I called 911 again because I'm like, Hey, all right. I think the urgency just increased. I think he may have just overdosed. Like, am I wrong in making that call? Cause I, it, to me, he looked like he was in danger. I don't know. Anyway, they show up and they pull. Okay. Okay, this is where it gets infuriating to me. Like they show up, the the fire truck shows up. They pull up and at like 15 seconds before the fire truck had pulled up, these two had I think they heard the sirens, but this girl got him up off the ground and got him into an SUV that was nearby and I have no idea whose SUV it was, whether it was theirs or someone else's, but um they got in there and the fire truck pulled up behind the SUV and stopped. Um, and the reason why I don't think it was their car is because the car didn't even turn on. Like at that point, they could have turned the car on and sped away if they wanted to, like for real, but they didn't, they didn't even turn the car on. So, um, I, they got out of the fire truck and I was like, excuse me, they're over there in the SUV, like whatever. And they looked up to me and they were like, where? And I was like, in that SUV, right before you got here, they just went into that SUV. I think they probably thought that he was like passed out, but like 15 seconds before that he was, you know, like whatever. And, um, I'm saying whatever a lot. That's interesting, but fine. Um, so they open the car door and there is that same girl and dude. They had just done drugs together. I watched it. Um, by the way, if you are struggling with a drug addiction, um, please seek out help. Like it is a very hard and nasty cycle. And I know that it is something difficult to get out of. I'm leaving the crisis text line link in the bio of this podcast, along with other links, um, that are helpful and supportive. So check it out. Um, anyway, they opened the door and were talking to them. And while they were talking to them, the firefighters looked up at me, put their hands in the air and said, where? And I said, you are talking to them. I've never felt more stupid in my life. And they left. (laughs) By the way, like I sat there and watched them do all of this. Like I called the police like 45 minutes prior to this happening. The police never came. So I'm crazy. I actually like turned to my sister and I think I like started crying. I was like, am I crazy? Like, I just feel crazy lately. And I don't, um, 
like, I don't know if this is something that anyone out there is struggling with. Like, I know if any, if anyone is, then you're not alone because I feel absolutely insane. Like, I, I don't live on the same plane as anyone. I'm not seeing the same color as anyone. I'm not, like, hearing the same information as anyone. I'm not making the same choices as anyone. And I'm not, like, reacting in the same ways as everyone. Like, I don't know. I feel stupid right now. And it's annoying as shit. And I do want to say, too, that, like, if you do feel this way in any area of your life, um, whether it be personal or in your workplace, like, it's a pretty strong indicator that something's wrong. Like, you are not crazy. If anyone is making you feel that you are, if anyone's trying to convince you, you know, of things that you know are just not true get the fuck away from that situation. You don't need to be in it. You don't have to be. Just get away from it. Like, go. Live somewhere else where people believe you because it's no fun to feel like you're fucking crazy. And you're not, by the way. Um, but yes, I have linked some things in the bio. Youfeellikeshit.com is like a really good one because have you ever woken up sometimes and felt like something is wrong and you don't know what it is or even midday like something's wrong I don't know what it is go to this website you feel like shit if at if at the very least it's comforting knowing that it exists because you're not alone in having that struggle um also good for people who struggle with executive functioning issues um but yeah the crisis text line is there too it's free um you can text the word home to 741-741 it's great um, and you can also go online. If you're a teacher, you can search for, um, teacher and educator crisis lines or support lines or groups in your state. I think, uh, various states probably have differing supports for that. I don't know that there's a nationwide educator hotline. Um, if there is, you should tell me, um, Instagram, or email the email and the Instagram are literally the name of the podcast. So easy enough turning a teacher at gmail.com and Instagram. Um, but yes, I think that like, it's really important on top of having like, uh, things like crisis helpline or crisis text line and, and resources that can support you when you feel like you're spiraling out of control. I think it's important to um, like spend some time to, to know what lifts you in, in times of crisis. Um, like I know there've been, this is about to get stupid and I'm sorry, but like, I know there've been times in my life where like, I literally feel like my brain has been burning because it's been like so badly hurt by something. Like it's been like, exposed to or seen. I don't, that's a weird way to put it. And like, what I mean to say is that like shit fucks you up. And for me, I know that in times of teetering, like I feel like I'm teetering. I've experienced something that could send me over the edge. I'm under an immense amount of stress. I'm struggling with change, um, any of those things really, or, and I'm sure there's a thousand more, um, 
I know like specific things that need to happen in order for me to make it through. Like I know that I need to take walks outside daily. I know that I need to like spend time just like sitting in the bathtub daily. These sound like stupid little things, but like you would be really amazed with how much little things you do to take care of yourself can really help you out. The biggest things for me are um, making sure that I wake up and kind of name things that I'm grateful for, practice gratitude. Like first thing I wake up and I feel that anxiety, I'm laying in bed, my eyes open and it's like, you have maybe five seconds of peace before your reality hits you and you know what you have to do today. It's like in those moments that I start naming things. I'm so thankful for my family and my animals and my house and having the ability to even have a job and being able to be independent and having great people around me and having good things happen to me when they do and having my health and, you know, blah, 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 blah. I do that every morning while I'm laying in bed. And then I use the rocket um, technique, which I saw online a couple years ago. And I was just so paralyzed by anxiety that I just had to do that because there was no other way. And it's just kind of like the countdown where it's like five, four, three, two, one, and you make yourself do it at one. Like no matter what, like you do it at one. So, um, and I get, I spend time getting ready. Like this is so important to me. Um, and people, I think, um, people, I think, think that I just like makeup, but I don't, um, it's like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I, the process is what's important to me. I get so frantic that I've had to spend a lot of time learning how to slow down. And so one really important adjustment that I've made to my routine for my mental health is waking up really early and taking the time to put myself together in a way that makes me feel confident and strong. And that's like... I don't do that in every area. Like, I don't give a fuck what my clothes look like most of the time. Like, it's like the same pants and the same type of shirt every day. Um, But, like, I'll take the time to make sure that, like, you know, I look put together enough um, that that I feel confident in what I'm putting forward. And that's, like, really huge for me because if I don't, if I don't feel confident, then I don't listen. I listen to different music. I listen to like, you know, when your mood is different, you listen to different shit. So if I don't spend time in the morning making myself confident and building myself up into a strong person, I'm not going to listen to strong music. If I walk out of the house feeling like a mousy, sad little bitch, which sometimes I am, 
then I'm more apt to listen to songs that reflect my mousy little bitchness, which sometimes I do. But, um, yeah, those are really important things to me, mainly keeping a routine, um, just really important, really, really important. I've color-coded planners. Um, Google Calendar has re been really super helpful for me, writing down lists. Um, it's important. And another really, um, I, I, this is like new for me and I've newly found it helpful, but I've started taking little risks here and there, like little, like low risk risks, right? Not ones that are going to destroy my world, but ones that have enough opportunity that they make me excited about life. Um, whether that is, and like applying for jobs is that like, of course it is that duh, but other things like I opened like a little Etsy shop, like that's fun. It's not risky. It's like 20 cents an ad. And like, what do I have to lose? I don't give a fuck. It's Etsy, whatever. I don't care. Um, and like even doing this stupid podcast, it's not stupid. I shouldn't say that. I'm sorry. Um, but doing this is fun. Like I don't have to do this, but I'm doing this, like planting little seeds, places that, that have the opportunity to grow whether they do or not, it doesn't really matter. But, um, what matters is that like the potential is there and that creates excitement and it breeds inspiration and it keeps me going. So I don't know, just something to think about. Um, and on that note, um, the job hunt, continues. I've applied to a few more, haven't heard anything back because of course I haven't. Um, but my next job, uh, career coach meeting is on the 9th of this week. So next episode, there will be an update on that. And, um, yeah, that'll be interesting because I feel like this month I really have to focus on wrapping things up at work. If my FMLA is going to start March 1st, I need to make sure things are in order at school. And I think it means like doing four pretty big IEPs. So I don't know how I'm going to get that done. And I have, I feel terrible about all of this, but I'm going to do the best I can. And Anything that doesn't get done will get done in some capacity in some way at some time. Um, but I hope that everyone has a really great week this week. And if you are struggling, visit one of the links on uh, in the bio. And also, um, please feel free to shoot an email or on Instagram. I have a ton of pretty specific resources if anybody needs anything specific. I know that um, the challenges I talk about here are not everyone's challenges and people are struggling with a lot of different things in a lot of different ways in a lot of different places. So I want to be sensitive to that and I appreciate all of you. Um, I also, just for fun, put um, a graphic, a link to a graphic 
in the bio of alternative careers for educators based on skill. It's nothing I thought of by myself. I compiled it based on a bunch of other shit that I found online because that's how teachers do it. Um, oh, oh, but um, yeah, in wrapping up, I, I do want to say that I was accidentally added on to our state's education department email thread that talked about a bunch of confidential information regarding hiring decisions. So that was fun. Another giant WTF of the week. And finally, we end with the fact that tonight... It is now 11.59, um, so we're wrapping this up just in time for Monday to begin, but um, wrapped up with a parent texting me at 8.30 p.m. I'm not going to read that shit until I get to school tomorrow. Um, so on that note, it is officially uh, Monday. And I hope everyone has a great week. And also a shout out to a dear friend of mine who has a job interview coming up. All the luck in the world um, and positive thoughts and energy going to that person. Love you, everybody. Bye. If you have something to share, a story, an idea, or something helpful that would benefit others who might potentially be in this situation, feel free to add a voice note that I can add to any episode by going to Anchor and finding the podcast there, or you can go to Instagram and find the Turning on Teacher Instagram page, send a message there, and I would be happy to um, talk about it next time. You can also send an email to turningunteacher at gmail.com. Take care.